0: together as other children studied clouds. My father loved the idea of Canada, its vast wildernesses, its freedom, its call to adventure. He liked to remind us, as we lay in bed, the wind whipping, the snow threatening to arrive any day, that the animals of the north had already returned to their hibernations, sinking into their blood and stupor, the great turtles asleep in the pond muck, the bright white polar bears leaping from ice island to ice island. Up there, near Churchill, he would whisper, pointing with his chin. The sea ice has already closed in, and the polar bears float away for the winter, traveling deeper and deeper into the northern seas. They crawl on their bellies and wait beside the seal's air holes, and then, when the bears time it correctly, they reach one great mitt down into the icy water and pull a seal through the hole so quickly that it occasionally shatters all the seal's bones did you know that boys and sometimes if the light is just right they can see the seals approach the holes through the ice dark quick moving things like moths on a lampshade and the seals see the bear's shadows too but they need air And they must come up, and the bears are always waiting. But now and then, the bears go after walruses, and the walruses do something different. Instead of fleeing, they hug the bears and jab their tusks through the bears' hearts, and they have found more than one pair of skeletons locked together forever, bear and walrus, gliding for eternity beneath the cold blue ice. Such stories. Given the map and my father's interest, it was natural that we should decide to skate to Canada. For a week or more, Ed charted the course. In the interval between lights out and sleep, he shined a flashlight on the area directly north of New Hampshire, moving the beam over the attic roof. See that river? he asked me, pointing his flashlight and running it north and south. And then that one? That water links to the Baker River right here. We can get on the river and just skate away. The Baker River runs south, I reminded him. Allard, in the winter, nothing runs any which way. It's all ice. The streams are like ladders through the countryside. It's a great big skating rink. And it was. In those first weeks of December, before the snow, we skated every day. On two pairs of second-hand hockey skates, we glided back and forth in front of our house and followed the Baker River over to Beaver Brook, then over to Turkey Pond. Cattails clogged the brook and the mouth of Turkey Pond during the summer. But in winter, the grasses froze in place, and we ran through them with our skates. The lacy ice brittle beneath us. The grass stems breaking like whips of light as we passed. We skated in the gloaming, the gray quiet of the afternoon, and it was impossible not to feel anticipation tinged with a desire for all things in the universe spiraling in our guts. We knew nothing, really, and yet we knew a great deal. And some small part of us, of our shared wisdom, understood that this winter gave us a paradise and that we skated in a quiet glory that sharpened itself against the warm white light that waited for us, against my mother's wonderful food and my father's quiet carpentry work. The sun is young once only, my mother said, quoting Dylan Thomas again, and this winter, as the poet promised, we were green and golden in our days. It was on that first afternoon of snow, the snow that would reduce our world to a small hockey rink we shoveled clear daily, that I saw Sarah. I was skating beside my brother Ed, the sky heavy with promise. We had scouted Turkey Pond and Beaver Brook, gliding like Dutch boys across the countryside. Seen from a distance, our progress appeared miraculous. Two boys— Both knotted in clothes, skimming the earth without apparent friction. Ed, squat and powerful, skated in a side-to-side motion, his thick legs pushing him off one blade onto the...